1: Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs,
0: raising kidpreneurs.
1: It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host.
0: She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Brunson. Hey there. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Familypreneur podcast. Today's guest is a pediatric nurse turned stay-at-home mom who's always had a love for reading and writing, and she finally decided to pursue it full-time while also getting the opportunity to stay home with her kiddos like she always dreamed. She's now a blogger, podcaster, freelance writer, and podcast manager. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Bethany Adkins. Hello. Thank you so much for being with me today.
1: I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, I'm excited. So I want to hop right in. Um, I want to learn about your journey and how, I, how that may be different from the journey you thought you were going to kind of leap out at in life.
1: Oh, boy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you want me to just start? Go for it. <laughs> okay. So the journey that I'm on right now is so different than I ever imagined it would ever be. And it's in the best way possible. But um, the biggest thing that I usually talk on is exactly that. You know, a lot of times in life, we are told to kind of culture gives us these boxes to check off. Go to high school, graduate, go to college, get a degree, get married, buy a house. And it's not even that that's a bad thing or that... It's just like what our beliefs are here. So that's what I thought my life would look like. I thought that I would go to school, get a degree, and I started doing all these things. I became a pediatric nurse and I started working, got married, bought a house, had two kids, and I was miserable. And I mean, I had a great life and I don't mean to complain, but I just felt unsettled. Like this is not what I was created to do. And it felt like I was like, I've checked off all these boxes. I've done everything everybody's ever told me to do. And I'm not, something's not right. So, um, talked to my husband for a while about wanting to be home, kind of similar to your story. I just felt very pulled to be home with my kids. Um, it felt And Not everybody's like that, and that's okay. Some moms are made to work, and that is amazing, but I felt like I was made to be home with my kids, and so eventually, after lots of tears and figuring, uh, giving things up in our budget, I was able to be home, and then through that, I've always written, and I found more time to write while I was home with my kids. Um, I started a blog just kind of for fun to document our journey because I quickly realized, We're not really checking off the boxes that culture says, and maybe there's people that are also kind of doing what they thought was right, and they're also miserable. So that's kind of what my blog was. Um, Initially, it was called The Highlight Reel, R-E-A-L. So everybody was sharing their highlight reels on social media, and I was like, I want to share real life, like the difficult things, the crazy things. And um, that kind of just spiraled. Like I started a podcast and then I started podcast managing. I've uh, written a book that I'm working on getting published and never did I think that I would be doing this ever in a million years. Um, public speaking terrifies me. So it's hilarious that I do podcasts and podcast interviews now, um, but I can't even explain the peace that I feel compared to when I was a nurse and working, working that job. So Yeah.
0: Did you have any pushback from people, like whether it was your husband or parents or friends, was there any pushback when, when you started to, I don't know, make that transition from following the path that everyone expected you to follow and then following the path that you wanted to pay for yourself?
1: That's a great question. And I love that question. I did. I did experience pushback. Um fortunately, my husband and I are super like-minded and we're both kind of weird. Like <laughs> we are very different than normal people. Um we're okay with doing things that aren't the status quo. But so I had support from him, um but because of us both being like that, we get a lot of weird looks. We have, you know, family members who very well intending, you know, especially older generations, they Think of a good job that you work till you retire as really good security and it is very secure. But often when you step and out and do something outside of that, um, it's different to them and they don't really understand it. And so for the best intentions, um, we did get comments like, you're not even using your degree. You're, um, you know, you're losing a stable job and benefits and you're selling your house and moving cross country. Like, what are you doing? And, um, so we did get pushed back. We still do sometimes. I mean, you know, this, the podcasting life is kind of, it's not new, but not everybody does it. And so for those who don't fully understand it, they're like, kind of look at you like, what is it that you're doing? Why, why are you doing this? And so it's not I knew, nobody was really forwardly like you're going to fail in life, but yeah, it's giving you weird looks, weird glances kind of, to kind of sitting back and trying to figure out what you're doing.
0: So yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to that, those weird looks and <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to explain the other thing, I feel like, and you can let me know if you have a different perspective, um, but right now we are. I don't even know. Like, can we say we're in the middle, the beginning, the second wave of COVID? I don't really know. We are recording yeah. this. What month is this? It's July, right? I know. July, March. <laughs> so it's July. Um, so we're still in the middle of this COVID crisis. And from, from my perspective, I feel like the, the entrepreneurial path has been validated because mm-hmm. there are a, a decent number of people who have those secure, in air quotes, um, corporate jobs who are out of work or who experience time out of work. And I haven't met a lot of entrepreneurs who are struggling because I, we've yeah. been able to like pivot and dig our way out. And the entrepreneurial network is still going strong. So again, I'm not saying that um, people who work a nine to five are bad. Like, like you mentioned, no, not at all. we need yeah. people to do all the things we need plumbers. Absolutely. We need, uh, you know, we need people to do all the things. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that there's a newfound feeling of security in entrepreneurship.
1: Yes. Okay. I completely agree with you. I have a friend who is also a blogger. I actually edit her podcast and she, um, something she said a long time ago when I was interviewing her for our podcast is your nine to five job is a false sense of security. And I know that can sound rough. I know that people who have nine to five jobs are rolling their eyes right now. But, if you really think about it, think about all the people that lost their their jobs because of because their jobs are in the hands of somebody else. Somebody else can click their fingers and they can lose it and their entrepreneurship is hard. you know it comes with lots of failures um, with some good success too but it's at the end of the day it's in your hands with with coronavirus um, nothing that i 'm doing has slowed down in fact it 's increased, and it 's given me. The opportunity with these slow days to say, I'm going to keep pushing. And everything that happens, all the effort is in my hands. Nobody is telling me you have to stay home. And I mean, yes, I had to stay home, but you can't work. <laughs> I could right. work in my basement and my bedroom. And the fate of my business was completely up to me. Nobody could take that away from me. And so absolutely, there are people who are made and designed to work nine to five jobs. And we do need those people. But um, that's something I love about entrepreneurship. I think entrepreneurs have that mindset that I I'm willing to take the responsibility and work hard because I know that at the end of the day, my fate and my family's fate is in my hands and I can I can do whatever it takes.
0: And it's not just coronavirus. Like that's the thing. Like this was a great example because it's widespread, but there was not too long ago my mom lost her job because the company mm. she works for outsourced. Like they took her department And instead of having it in-house, they were going to like outsource it like to an overseas department. Now, I don't know too much about the the nitty gritties, but that was out of her control. It wasn't because she was a bad employee. It wasn't because she didn't meet her metrics. It wasn't like, there was nothing she could do. It was the company's decision to just let go of an entire department of people. So there's lots of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, But coronavirus has just like highlighted it and brought it to the forefront. So I'd love to know, like, for you, for we've both been in the situation where we were at a nine to five job and we had to make that decision that we were going to leave. I'd love to know a little bit more about your what you think about, you know, weighing the options and when is the right time to leave your nine to five, if that's the path you are thinking about taking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So my first thing would be, you know, if it's financial, you obviously want to be smart about it. You don't want to you're you if you have kids you need to be able to feed your kids. You need to be able to have a house. So you need to be responsible, responsible about it. But, um, you know, something for me was what cuts could I make? Like I would have done anything to be home with my kids. I told my husband, I will cut anything and everything. So we looked at our budget and we cut babysitting because I was going to be home. Um, we cut cable, Netflix, our iTunes. I mean, I would have given up anything extra to be home with them. And We did that to make it work, but if you're not willing to look and make cuts, then you're probably not ready to leave your nine to five job um, because it is risky, especially having a business. You have to be willing to sacrifice and give things up. And so if you're not willing to sacrifice the small things like cable, um, I would say it's probably not quite time yet. You're not quite there. So that's okay. Um, But also, even if you sit down and you do realize, even if we make these cuts, we can't make it work. Sometimes you just gotta day where you're where you're at um, and grind it out for a little bit until you're ready. I also had to do that. We we looked at our budget and realized oh, it's probably not time yet. A little bit more. Let's set these goals and reach these goals. And when we hit these goals and can make it work, then we'll do it. And I, I you know I wanted to be home so desperately, but I also knew I've got to be responsible and make sure I have a reliable car for my kids and a safe house. And so you have to kind of. Be willing to make risks and take leaps, but also be pragmatic and responsible about it too. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And on on the financial piece too, one thing that I'm not good at that that my husband balances me out with is thinking about a lot of the little things. So like Mm -hmm. think about, I feel like this just came to me, but like a good exercise might be to like track your expenses for 30 days, including like how much money are you spending on gas for your husband or for you or your husband to get to work every yeah. day and money that's being spent on lunches when you're at work. I know when I worked, I would buy lunch out a lot because we had a cafeteria on site and it was just convenient and easy. Um, and those are all like by leaving your job to come home, that's all savings. It's like, you're not going to be making those expenses. So really diving deep into that.
1: Yep. Absolutely. And, um, we actually, I have a free download. That's a budget slip. It has a video. It's something my husband and I created that we use to help us figure this out. So I'll give you the link to that. I'll give you the link to that. If your listeners are interested, it's completely free, no strings attached, but it just helped me so, so, so much. So I just love giving it to people because, um, yeah, we do a video walking you through how to do it. So
0: that's brilliant. I probably could have used that like yeah. three years ago. <laughs> Where were you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. I think finances are the biggest, the biggest, I don't know, uh, risk, like the biggest concern. Um, yeah. What about, can you just, can you talk a little bit more about that? We talked a little bit about the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, right? You know, you don't have the the insurance and and all of those things. So how have you, or does the freebie go into that too? Like once you've made the decision that you can afford to leave, do you have any tips for how are you going to ensure that you can afford those highs and lows?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Just like the fluctuations of your income, you mean? Yeah, Yeah, we, um, my husband does sales too. So that is never. I mean every month his income is different. And so I think the biggest tip that I would give for that is and this is exactly what the budget slip does. You list every expense that occurs every month. So every recurring thing. And then you figure out what that is. For us it's like $5,000 because we have student loans. We have to have $5,000 every month. And So we know that at the beginning of the month, we need to have $5,000 in our checking account to make it through that month. And so we're just very strict about how, like making sure that's in there. And if we have a good month where we make a ton of extra money, it's easy to think in your head, oh, can go on vacation this month. But it's important to remember that sometimes like this month, um, my husband didn't sell anything last month. So we didn't make, we didn't make that amount. So that is important to have a reserve. So this month we're having to pull from our reserve, which was, we had a good month, a couple of months ago, we're pulling from our reserve and we're okay. We're okay. But I think it's important to remain disciplined when you do have those fluctuations. Um, When you have a spike in your income, don't just blow it. You have to know, we have to be smart about the future. Sometimes things are going to come up. We might lose our job or somebody might get sick and it's important to have that reserve and be disciplined.
0: And that's, you might lose a client.
1: Right. It, absolutely. Whatever yep. the
0: situation. And again, those are still just risks that, that we all that yep. we all have and we all take. And I think you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head there. So I appreciate
1: well, thank you. Yeah, I'm
0: not the financial expert. That's what my husband like. That's what my husband is.
1: We balance each other out.
0: I'm the one that's like, oh, we had a good month. Let's yeah, let's I Let's do something special. Um,
1: so, yes, let's celebrate.
0: Right. So it's. I feel like you're balancing me out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay, I'd love to know. And I don't know if this is something you've really thought about before or not, but in your life, in your home, have you redefined balance or how do you define balance? I feel like everybody has this internal struggle with oh, yeah. work, work-life balance or entrepreneur-family balance. That's kind of what I, how I equate work-life balance when you're an entrepreneur. Um, how do you define balance and how do you know when it's, when it's achieved or when something's off?
1: Yeah. I love this. You have so many good questions. I just love this. Okay. So yeah, I have really shifted my thinking. I am a very task oriented person. I love my planners. I love to like be very organized on my calendar and make sure this, this, and this, and my kids are perfect and everything. The reality is that's not the that's not real. That's not real life. So that mindset is i 'm not saying it 's impossible, but it 's hard to achieve and when you have these expectations that every day everything is going to go perfect you 're setting yourself up for failure and I have to remind myself of this over and over and over again because balance is not what you see on social media um, the There are moms and i 'll try to say this without offending people, but this is like what i 'm really passionate about. You go on Instagram and if you are following people that when you get off Instagram, you're feeling bad about yourself. First of all, unfollow those people, even if they have the best of intentions, it's not healthy. Second of all, you don't know what their real life looks like. You can be anything you want to be on Instagram. And so that one thing on our Instagram is I talk about all the struggles because I just, I hate getting on there and feeling like, I don't want to ever be something I'm not and I'm not perfect and I'm, and I'm redefining balance. So for me, balance is synonymous with peace and balance changes. So especially as a working from home, trying to run a business mom, there are some weeks where my business needs me more than my kids. And on those weeks, I have to be okay with focusing on my business and knowing that my kids are okay being at their Mimi's house. And I'm not going to feel guilty about that. And then there there are other weeks when my kids miss me and I know that I can set my business aside to give them attention. And it's okay. Like nothing is going to, nobody's going to die, but my kids need me. And so balance is a, a give and take. You know, you see those, I don't even know what the proper term is, but those scales and the balancing of the scales. And that's not what life is like. Like sometimes you got to be over here to balance it out. And sometimes like this is work and these are your kids and you got to, you have to level it out by hopping back and forth. And so for me, that is, um, more like balance. And I, I can tell kind of like this week I worked a lot on my business. If I were home, I wouldn't have felt that peace because I knew I had a lot of stuff I had to do. But since I was working, I knew that I was kind of pushing through. And this week and, or this weekend and next week, I can spend more time with my kids. That's what balance is like for me. And I think the last thing I want to say about it is give yourself grace. We're not perfect. And there are going to be days that we fall short. And that's okay. We're humans. We're, we're imperfect. Um, but it's just about reminding yourself balance it's not what we think and balance can look different for me than it does for you. And I got to do, what works best for me, my kids, my family, and my business. So yeah, that's what I would say about it.
0: No, I love that. I love to just talking about social media. I feel like that's such a big thing for me because you'll see other parent entrepreneurs who are on Instagram and everything does look perfect. Um, and, like, I, I don't want to dive into, like, specific people, but there is an instance that's semi-recent where the influencer, the person, came out and talked about how that she's getting a divorce. And yep. for so many people, it felt like, whoa, how did this happen? And it's because you're not her. You're not in her life. You're not in her home. But it yeah. really makes you, like, go back and look at the past few weeks, months. Yeah. And you see these pictures. And knowing what you know now, you can understand how it's just curated.
1: Yes, absolutely. I want to say one more thing about that, and it has to do with the divorce again. um, You know, the other day I was on social media and I saw somebody that um, was an acquaintance of mine. And right now my husband and I, we used to live in a 3,500 square foot home in Southern California. We're trying to get out of debt right now. So we live in a two-bedroom apartment with our kids. We drive not the nicest cars. And I know that eventually I will appreciate, I appreciate it now because I know where that's going to get us. Yeah. Um, but I ha- you know, sometimes you still have rough days. I was on social media mm-hmm. and I saw somebody that used to be an acquaintance of mine and they were like in their front yard and they had a beautiful home. And I was texting my sister, like I'm so awful about myself. You know, I shouldn't be at this point in my life. I'm living in an apartment. I'm almost 30 years old. I feel like a failure. And she said, you have no idea what's going on in that person's life. You don't know anything. All you saw is a picture of their house. They could, there could be awful things going on. And um, we actually found out that they're going through a divorce right now. And so it just goes to show, do not gauge or compare yourself to people on social media. Just like you said, I mean, that's two different instances where you just shouldn't, you just shouldn't, even if someone is showing their true selves and they have a perfect life. That's what works for them. I like being imperfect because I feel like it makes helps me to relate to other people. So I don't know. Perfect isn't fun, anyways.
0: And honestly, I mean using your own story, and you you probably know this, but like you've taken a step back and you feel like a failure. And I I can understand that. Like I I think you're wrong, but I can understand (laughs) I can understand that feeling. You know? um but the reason that you're wrong and I like I said I think you know this is because it, you know that it was the responsible thing to do if you had kept going on in this facade where you had all the things you thought you should have by now you'd just end up digging yourself into a bigger hole student loan debt is no joke it is right. no joke as somebody who's still paying off their student loans um yeah. <laughs> so
1: yeah
0: doing you know doing taking a step back, you're setting yourself up for long-term success. And when you do get that, when you do reach those goals, they're going to be steady. Yes. And they're going to continue for the rest of your life. So it's a little, a little setback. And I can understand like the embarrassment or whatever, but
1: but it's It's all about pride. It's tied to pride.
0: And we all feel that. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I love how this all... I keep thinking how it all ties back to that original blog you wrote. And yeah. the original blog talking about oh gosh, something real.
1: Highlight real, yeah. Highlight real. Sorry. Yeah. I, knew I'd I know I get that.
0: So I'm I'd like to just ask one more question before we wrap things up. So you you started yeah, with the highlight real blog and then things have clearly pivoted. You've talked a lot about that transition. Can you yeah. just but it still seems like everything's like built off of each other. So I'd yeah. love to just end with your thoughts on, on pivoting and and failure because you likely had to close, you know, you had to close one door to open another, mm-hmm. close one door to open another. Um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on on that process of pivoting, pivoting and failing as an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. Okay. So the first thing that I want to say is I'm super passionate about, I feel like, Everybody is born with a purpose. They, It is ingrained in us. So if you have something that is pulling at your heart that you feel like you need to pursue, I am all about just do it. Like you don't have to be ready. And that's what I did. I started a blog. I knew that I wanted to talk to people about my marriage struggles, my finance struggles, my parenting struggles, because nobody was out there doing it. And so I just did it. And that was the highlight reel. But I knew that also along the journey, my whole point of the blog was to talk about my growth throughout the journey and us trying to get out of debt. I didn't want to wait until we were out of debt to share the story. I wanted to be like, we're doing it now. So if you want to do it now with us, do it. And we're going to share. There were debt updates on our podcast. They're still there where we went up. And that was so embarrassing to share where we went up in debt that month, but that's real life. So that was the first thing, but I knew because I was going to keep growing and hold myself accountable through this journey of that, I was bound to change. Like I had so much to learn. And so I'm always open to changing, like even my perspective on things. Um, But through growth, you're going to realize maybe I should tweak this a little bit and that's okay. So that's what I did. Um, We started out as the blog. I quickly, I was already obsessed with podcasts and I just felt like God was kind of telling me like, you need to start a podcast. So I did that, loved it. I do that more than writing now. Um, and I, I also, you know, this, it's just kind of figuring out what your audience wants from you and who you're talking to. And so I've kind of just over the last year refined that. And I realized that I'm really passionate about talking to my generation specifically, because I think we're very confused and people were trying to figure out how to check those boxes off and please our parents and the older generation. But also we feel very passionately that we, um, like blogging. That's not a traditional job, but it's a great one and about being entrepreneurs. So um I changed the podcast name to the millennial mission and it's talking to not just millennials, even if you know millennials, but just per- encouraging people, you have a purpose, you need to figure out what it is and you need to pursue it and not care what other people think. So it's all the same. You know, we share our real life, our real journey, but it's just about giving people what they want and talking to who we're talking to. And also knowing that, hey, in two years we might change again because um, we're always growing and learning.
0: And none of that – I like that you didn't actually use failure. Like none yeah. of that is, is a failure. It can feel that way in the moment.
1: Yes, But absolutely. it's just
0: a learning and growth.
1: And if you want to – I mean, I have failed. I fail daily. But it is, I have learned to step into failure and lean into it and get excited when I do fail because instead of me avoiding it, I know that when I fail, I grow. And so every time I fail, naturally we want to protect ourselves from failure, but, but now I'm learning, okay, this hurts, it stings. I want to like curl up in a ball, but I also have shifted my thinking to say, okay, not why me, but what can I learn from this? What can I learn from this failure? And then it's not a failure. Just like we were talking about with our kids, you, um, you, you love when your kids fail um, prior to recording. I love that. I want my kids to fail because we're all going to fail in life. But it's what do you do in that dark moment in that failure? Are you going to avoid it and just mope about it and be a victim? Or are you going to say, okay, what can I learn from this? And I think that when we can do that, um, that's like the secret sauce right there.
0: Oh, this has been amazing. Bethany, can you please share, where can our listeners connect with you? Um, The podcast, they can find, I'm sure, on any, wherever they're listening to this podcast, they can likely go (laughs) find you there. But where else can they connect with you?
1: Yeah. Again, the podcast is the Millennial Mission Podcast. our Instagram is at Bethany and Corey, and I'll give you the links to all this stuff. Like I said, Instagram, we, we have a lot of fun on there. We're very real. We do lots of like fun giveaways. So come hang out with us on there. That's where we are pretty much every day. And then my website is, um, just bethanyadkins.com. And I'll be sure to give you the link to that uh, free download too.
0: Awesome. We will put all those links in the show notes. And I just want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule um, I know you're
1: Absolutely. traveling right now, so taking <laughs> time Anytime. on a, on a travel
0: day to connect. I
1: appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thank you so, thank you so much for having me.
0: That's it for today's episode of the Family Preneur podcast. You'll find all the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrensoncom slash podcast. Until next week, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur community. Bye for now.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. It only takes a moment, and let's be honest, it helps other parent entrepreneurs know how amazing this podcast really is.